it's the next level. You need a plan. I want to be on the radio. He wants to be on radio. But to be on the radio, you have to have a voice. You have to have some verbal ability. You hardly ever say a word. I talk. This is ridiculous. I don't understand. You need to grow up. Is that Pat? No way. Oh, man, I love that guy. For the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pack, and it starts right now. You're listening to the melting pack. Here's your host, Pat Johnson. Alrighty, well, thank you, Jerome. Hey, friends, welcome to the show, the melting pad here on the Next Level Network. Today, well, we may have an interview today, for real. Might happen. If it doesn't, well, then you get, uh, well, you get just me again. Uh, I know I said last week that this would be an all-sports show, but scheduling is tough, you know? So we're going to try to do that next week to uh, to break down the final episodes of The Last Dance. I know, Pat, it's, it'll be too long. It's fine. It's fine. You don't have to listen. This is really just for me anyway. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> elsewhere, we have a question um, and if we do have that interview, we will have a song from our friends uh, in A Story Told. So we're trying to do the thing. Um, if nothing else, then, well, there's nothing else. I don't know. There was supposed to be a thing there, but uh, there's not. So sports are trying to reopen. We'll talk about that a little bit. And then uh, that might be all. Yeah, we're going to try to keep this one light. Uh, again, just in case there is an interview. I don't want to have to do extra stuff. So, And you don't want that either, right? Right? Maybe you do. I don't know, uh, but I'm not going to do it. So there you go. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, before we get started, funny thing happened to me yesterday. I was almost late for work. Pat, don't you work at home these days? Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I don't know what happened, man. You know, I uh, slept in a little bit, went back. Jill went to work. I went back to sleep, and all of a sudden, I had to rush down here at, uh, you know, 7.55 and, uh, and log in and say, hey, I'm here, and then... You know, we went from there. So, yeah, I, I can't even imagine what the excuse would have been. You know, uh, oh, I got stuck in traffic, sorry. Or, oh, the bus was late or whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that could have been. You know, I fell down the stairs. That'd be a legit excuse, right? I was late because I fell down the stairs and had to crawl to the computer. And uh, and there you go. I don't know. But everything's good. We're good for now. Um, you know, I got to cut the grass. I don't want to, but got to get done. Some guy came by the other day to looking to cut it. He was charging too much, so... I will take care of it myself. God damn it. Ugh. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Our uh, our stay-at-home order has been extended to, I believe, June 4th or 5th. So we got some time here to to do the thing. Um, you know, I know some places are... Re I said this last week. I'll say it again. I know some places are reopening or have reopened slightly, slowly. Don't be stupid about it, okay? Um, you know, practice yourself safely. felt like I was almost went into a sex talk there. Uh, but, I'll, yeah, practice safe sex, too. There you go. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, man. Congratulations, all the graduates. It's crazy that you have all this stuff going on. And uh, all of a sudden, hey, you're just like, boop, graduated. Got a diploma that says I graduated. And there you go. Um, again, don't share your graduation photos. Don't share your old prom pic. Oh, stand in solidarity with our seniors. I talked about that. Don't do that. That's going to make them feel bad. And, um... Yeah, it's not giving you the desired result that you would like. Is that a weird sentence? Yeah, it is. All right, Pat, just do the show because you got to get back to work. You're right. I'm doing this on my lunch break. So this is going to be the express version, and hopefully uh, we'll have the interview so there'll be a little more meat on it. But, um, yeah, there you go. So our question for this week. I thought about this after um, – so last week I mentioned uh, that Undertaker documentary, and he's a guy historically who hasn't shared a lot of his stuff. And um, now he is. This it, um, first two episodes have been great. He was also on the Bill Simmons podcast this week. So if you're interested, go check that out. I thought it was wonderful. Um, 
And so I thought about it. I mentioned Brian and I talked about wrestlers writing books and who we'd like to read. So I opened it up. I said, all right, assume that they will really tell you everything. Which celebrity memoir would you most want to read? Um, got a lot of fun answers. I was really hoping that people would shoot for living celebrities so we could actually, I don't know, have a chance of this coming out. Not that I'm going to try to do anything about it, like talk to these people, but I mean, I would like to. That'd be fun, right? I don't know. Or not. It'd be awkward. Either way, um, I was hoping we get some living celebrities, and we did, but we got some who are no longer with us, although this, their stories, I have to say, would be awesome. Brendan, our friend from Almost Better Than Silence, says, Christopher Lee, dude lived one of the most interesting lives possible. Yeah, he did uh, his music, his acting credits go several pages, you know, Um the dude seemed awesome. Unfortunately, no longer with us, but he lived at like 99 or something, right? Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. Here's some of his stories. Uh, maybe if he's got an assistant or a, an old friend who could be like, yeah, we did this. But even still, you know, are you getting the real story from um, from him directly? I don't know how how much of that would be the real thing. I don't know, but that'd be fun. I would like to read about some, his, some of his exploits and all that. That'd be good stuff. Uh, Shawnee One Ball says, if it was guaranteed to be 100% true, then I'd pay a lot of money to read to read Donald Trump's autobiography. A lot of money? I don't know. Well, maybe. Dude has done some. Uh, I am already fairly sure that after his presidency ends, he will spill some huge secrets. Huge. The problem will be filtering out the truth from the. So there you go. That's an interesting one because he has done. You know, yeah, because he's been accused of doing some shady stuff. Uh, if he were to come clean on all of it. You know what? I would read that. I don't know how much I'd pay for it, but I would read it because he's done a lot of, uh, even in the last, you know, four or five years, he's done some pretty gnarly stuff. Uh, most of it not in a good way, but, you know, neither here nor there, I guess. Uh, our buddy Lockjaw says, don't care about celebrities or their lives at all, but I'd guess I'd read a Vince McMahon book where he truly tells all. I would love this as well. Of course, Vince McMahon is the uh, the chairman of the World Wrestling Entertainment. So, and and there are some stories about him that have been floating around for decades. So it'd be very interesting to to hear him really tell you about all of it, right? It'd be really cool, like, oh, did you really have a relationship with this guy? Like, how did you deal with these wrestlers doing this? And did you really pay off that lawyer in the Jimmy Snooker case? Or, you know, did, uh, did the Macho Man really have an inappropriate something or other with your daughter, you know, um, things of that nature, right? All that stuff. Uh, you know, how much money did you really spend to get Linda into the White House? Uh, how much did you really lose on all of your uh, your exploits? How, how are you now trying to get your own XFL that is bankrupt and you're trying to buy it back, apparently? How is that work? How does that work? How is that legal? And, of course, all the other wrestling stuff that's been going around. Um, those are the big ones, I guess, that maybe that people who don't follow him closely would would know about, I guess. I don't know. Or not. Maybe nobody cares about that but me and Lockjaw. Uh, <laughs> Gertner says, Frank Sinatra. Those Rat Pack guys have some amazing stories, I'm sure. You're not kidding. You are not kidding on that one. Um, I would love to read some of those because they would be... Oh, man. Speaking of exploits, geez, that that is... That would be great. That would be a lot of fun to read. Again, you know, assuming they're, they're all true and they're all telling uh, the 100% story there... Um, that'd be a lot of fun. I wrote down a few of my own. Vince McMahon was on my list. Uh, somebody said Barry Bonds. I agree with that. I want to hear about his time in Pittsburgh and what happened when he got traded to the Giants and how his head ballooned, you know, four to seven sizes in his late 30s. That's not a normal thing that happens. Uh, of course, the Balco scandal. Um, what was it really like to be under all that pressure to uh, to break the home run record, especially when there were so many people who just didn't want him to break it, who were just so mad at him. Um, what is it like being excluded from the Hall of Fame because of what people think about you? Things like that. Like, I, I would want him unfiltered. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, Vince McMahon already talked about. Kiefer Sutherland would be another one for me. Uh, 24 is my favorite TV show ever. I also loved, as you know, Designated Survivor. Um, his music is fun. I, I'd like to hear some some tour stories from the road. Of course, some behind the scenes acting stuff. Uh, he's been in some stuff, some uh, some troubles over the years. You know, I'd like to hear about those because sometimes they can be fun stories. Like, yeah, I got pulled over doing this thing, or I got caught doing this thing. But uh, you know, after that, I turned or whatever. Right? I don't know what people talk about, but um, yeah, I feel like he's led a lot of 
he's led an interesting life and he's done a lot of fun stuff. So I'd like to hear about all that. Uh, those were the three that I really, I thought about this. Um, I wanted to hear from you guys, obviously, and thank you for weighing in. I thought about this for 35 seconds, wrote down three good ones, and then I didn't want to... Um, I knew I was going to get to this point where I was going to have more. Um, well, I forgot to write them down, and I don't want to sit here and go, ah, oh, what about this guy? What about that guy? So, sure, there are more I'd like to read about musicians and uh, other actors and comedians and things like that. Ooh, Dave Chappelle. Oh, that's the one. All right, uh, there's four from me. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dave Chappelle would be great. Uh, and maybe somebody in the White House. Somebody, you know, you know what? Specifically, somebody who's been to Area 51. I want to learn all about it. We've talked about it on the show before, Aliens and the Bermuda Triangle. I think uh, Doug Coleman was here for that. Um, yeah, somebody who's been to Area 51, maybe a security guard or somebody who uh, maybe the, who set up Area 51, whatever the case might be there. I want to know about that. So whoever that is, I would like to know uh, all about that. I don't know the person's name. Maybe that's for the best. Maybe it has to be under a pen name. You know what? Attach my name to it. How about that? No? All right. Well, there you go. That's <laughs> that's what we got for the uh, for the memoirs, and I thought that was a fun little exercise. You know, uh, I didn't. You know, people ask me. Sorry, that's a joke for two people. Um, I thought about leaving this out for another time, but I will do it now, um, just in case we don't have the interview. If something goes wrong with scheduling or whatever, it's supposed to happen tonight as I record this. Uh, so I don't know, but. I will add this in. I, it's on the list. I crossed it out, but I want to put it in. Um, we've been watching a lot of Degrassi lately, and something that I've noticed on this show and on several other shows is that people in TV shows, characters in TV shows, um, often leave their phones unattended, and it boggles my mind because, I mean, okay, it sets up a plot device of some kind, like, oh, you leave your phone out and somebody uh, sends a text to a person as you to set up a fake meeting or you know, you um, post an uh, unsavory photo somewhere or, you know, in an attempt to backstab, sabotage, ruin someone or whatever. And I just don't know, um, you know, trying to get into the character mindset, why on earth would you leave? Like, And it usually happens like there's an argument between two people like, oh, I can't believe you. And the person walks away and they leave their phone like in their bag, in their purse or on the desk or whatever. So they leave the room leave the space without their phone and they come back and they're all shocked that the person they were just arguing with had done something gnarly to their phone. And they're, they're like, Oh, why would you do this? Oh, because we were having an argument and uh, you were being an or I'm just a in general. And that's the, there you go. That's that, that's the story. And that's all it is. So what I need to, to um, stress to characters on TV, I don't know if any of you are out there, uh, don't leave your phone unattended. It's really like you're you're gonna save yourself a lot of grief, a lot of heartache, a lot of uh, a lot of stress, undue stress, as it were. Uh, if you just keep your phone with you all the time, that's really all it is. You know, somebody could take it and run out in the middle of the street and hit by a car. Right? That happened on Degrassi for real. Um, I love Degrassi so much. But anyway, yeah, somebody could uh, could ruin your reputation by one little text or one little phone call or one little whatever. Right? Somebody could order seventy eight pizzas on your phone. And stick you with the bill. You don't want that, do you? Do people still do that, by the way? You know what? I want to hear from delivery people. Let me know. Everywhere at the Melting Pat, um, have you ever delivered a large order, any order, to someone's house, and it turns out that they didn't order it, and someone else ordered it for them as a prank? Has, any, has that really happened? I've only heard about that happening on TV. So somebody let me know um, if you worked in, or if you currently work in delivery. I, I can't imagine people doing it now, but... Um, if you worked in delivery services of some kind and somebody set up an order that was uh, that was fake, let me know if that's a real thing that happened. All right, where was I? Where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, don't leave your phone unattended if you're a TV character. So writers, um, I don't know. I guess it's a good plot device to set up whatever you got going on. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, it's like it's so... I don't know. I kind of want a little realism in my TV. <laughs> Says the guy who likes wrestling. No, okay. Um, I don't know what it is that bothers me about it. It's like when characters on TV don't know how to close doors, right? Everybody leaves the room, leaves to go like outside, and they don't close the door to the house, and they just run out and they're like, oh, I'm done with you, and no one ever closes the door. And it's just, I don't understand why you don't close the door and why you leave your phone. Um, you know who I should really talk to is a TV writer. Anybody out there, I know... Um, 
maybe you got some time on your hands and you're bored and you want to have a conversation with me about dumb stuff on TV, TV tropes, uh, let me know who's, uh, whose decision it is or, uh, or, you know, why it's still leaned on so heavily. Um, or if anybody else really is mad about this like me, <laughs> let me know what is going on with that. Because, yeah, it's bothersome that people on TV um, leave their phones unattended, leading to, uh, to some drama or and or don't know how to close doors. And uh, you know what? Write in other things that uh, TV characters do that bother you. TV tropes that bother you, I guess. Maybe trope is not the right word, but I love saying it. So let me know. Again, everywhere at the Melting Pat. So I want to hear from delivery people on the food thing and uh, TV writers or, uh, you know, just people who watch TV for TV tropes. Maybe that'll be next week's question or the week after. Maybe that'll be the question. Um, TV tropes that bother you. Can we do that? All right. Awesome. Okay. So where are we? Real quick, a uh, little sports thing. Sorry, I won't dive into this too much because uh, we got the interview to go and all that. This would be a shorter episode if there's no interview. I'll tell you that much. Um, so all the leagues, so well, Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NHL, they want to reopen. They do. Major League Baseball, the owners. Uh, so the players took a pay cut already, and they got. I think they had an advance on the salaries at a prorated amount because obviously no money's coming in. So they said, okay, fine, we'll take the pay cut. Uh, and the owners were like, well, okay, so if you play games this season, then you'll get that rate. And uh, now they're saying, well, uh, we're not going to play as many games as we thought, so we might take another pay cut and play these, uh, you know, play 82 games or whatever and all go to a central location and be away from your families for six months or whatever the timeline was. So the players were like, dude, no, that's not what we agreed to. What are you doing? And the owners were like, well, if you don't want to play, then you don't get paid at all, which I think was the original agreement with the baseball players union. They said, yes, if there's no season, then we'll take this advance that we got and that'll be it. Um, I think that's how it went. And now owners are kind of being jerks. So I don't know what's going on. The NBA is apparently the closest to reopening. There's a central. I think they're looking at Vegas to play their games in and um, everybody quarantine. It's honestly, it's a logistical nightmare. Uh, listen, I want sports. The NHL has had some talks as well. I think they're meeting today um, to figure out what they can do, if anything, to get back on the ice and back on the court and back on the field and whatever. Uh, listen, I want sports. I really do. But there's no guarantee that if this happens, if these leagues reopen and you go through the plan of quarantining everyone and everybody's isolated in one city and, and everybody's you know tested and whatever, um, there's no guarantee that somebody's not going to get it. Right. There's no guarantee that one person, a trainer, a player, a vendor, a whoever uh, vendor, uh, you know, whoever. Right. There's no guarantee that someone involved is not going to get sick. And then, you know, you can pass it to other people, obviously. And then you got to start all over. And also you got people who now have the health risk of getting this virus and it's no good. Also, a question that I heard raised a few weeks ago was uh, in part of this plan, at least for baseball, in part of this plan are the owners also going to be with us? Are the owners going to be, you know, uh, contained with all of us and uh, essentially at risk in a way with the rest of us? Or are they going to be at home or wherever they are um, away from all of it, right? So that's a concern as well. So I want sports to come back. I do. But, you know, there's no way that we can guarantee that it's going to be safe. And if something happens, say you play 10 games or so and somebody gets sick, then you got to shut it down again. So, you opened up for 10 games and you're back to square one and essentially you're further back from where you started, right? So that's not what you want. Um, it's messy and I don't know, and I'm again, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a medical professional of any kind, but I don't know that we can really uh, realistically expect to have gatherings without a, a vaccine or, or some kind of a cure or something. I'm going to cut all that out because it had nothing to do with the sports thing. Uh, what I will say again, I want sports, but I don't know that we can have, you know, and they've talked about playing without fans and at least that gets some money flowing and gets the sports on TV and people can be distracted from all this nonsense and that's great. But, oh uh, man, I don't know about having people gathering uh, in a confined space like that unless we're close to a cure, a vaccine, a, a something or other, some kind of a treatment where we're not all just kind of uh, throwing caution to the wind, as it were, and taking our chances. Because if that's the case... Old Pat's staying right here. So there you go. All right. That's all. That's all the stuff. I know that's kind of a weird way to end my part of the show, but uh, fingers and toes crossed, we will have our friends 
from a story told on the other side of this break. So what you're going to hear now is either the can opening sound and then the interview and then a song and then me to wrap up the show. Or if it doesn't happen, if we run into a scheduling thing and that it happens, you know, people uh, run into stuff and technology fails and all this kind of stuff. So if that happens, you will hear the pooper and then I will come back and <laughs> pooper. And then I will come back. It's funny every time. I'm sorry. And then I'll come back and, uh, and wrap the show. So you'll either have uh, a fun conversation or just more me right after this. Perfect. Man, I feel like we nailed it. I think we got it. That should yeah. be good. And if we didn't, then there'll just be two tracks that don't sound like that don't sync up and it'll be fine. Yeah, people want to hear that. I'm <laughs> I'm sure of it. <laughs> Could you imagine if we just started this with the mark and it was just off and I left it? Like I had you send me your audio for no reason. <laughs> that would be pretty entertaining. People be like, "What?" Are, I I'm sure I'm sure somebody would enjoy that. Probably not myself, but somebody Somebody would enjoy it. As somebody who edits these all the time, it w I would not enjoy that at all. That would drive me nuts. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yes. I, it's uh, When I start, I did live radio for a while, and I was like, great, I could just yeah. do it and send it off to whoever. But now I have to do all the work with the editing yeah. and the, all this stuff, and I'm just like, man, it's really fun, but I was not ready for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I don't think people realize. It, You know, coming from a band as well, like how much work goes into everything before like the listener hears something. It's just like, Oh, it all just happened. But no, man, it's a ton of work. So I can totally relate to what you're saying. Yeah. We're definitely going to get to that. Cause I'm a musician as well. And so I'm always interested in how all that comes together. We're going to get to that, but um, I'm really glad we're finally doing this because we've been trying to do this <laughs> for, well, first of all, for several weeks and then Twitter kind of let yeah. us down. Uh, yeah, how that was such bad timing. I was like, man, that's I just I haven't heard from him. I guess like it's off. Uh, but then like it was like a trending topic, like Twitter DMs down. I was like, oh, I, and I didn't know that. So I was sitting here, you know, two weeks ago. I'm like, all right, they said, you know, seven Wednesday or whatever. And I was like, all right, maybe yeah. they'll they'll find me. Right. Maybe. Yeah. And I sat here for a while. I started playing a game. I'm like, I don't think this is happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So take two. Yeah, actually, I'm going to make you feel worse because um, we talked about doing this about three years oh, ago when Man. Good Looks came out. Yeah. And you guys were and on tour. And it never tour. happened? No, it didn't. Um, through no fault of any. You guys were on tour at the time. And okay. you were on tour with a band called Seven Minutes in Heaven. Right, and right. Yeah, yeah. It was right at like a week before that, I'd had Timmy Rasmussen on my show. Mm -hmm. And he shared the thing. He was like, yeah, check these guys out. We're doing a show with them. And so I sent him a text, like, after I heard from you guys to say, hey, go ahead and play our song. He's like, oh, yeah, cool. I'm backstage with him right now, ready to do a show. I was like, that's pretty wacky timing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I, I, I have a pretty good memory, but I do not remember this. So maybe somebody else was checking the accounts, you know, lost in translation. But yeah. I'm not miffed about it. I just thought it was a fun story to start. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So this has been... We just wanted like a three-year build-up to <laughs> You're not the first person podcast. to make me wait years to come on the show. So <laughs> it happens. Things get in the way. Yeah, hopefully we're uh, worth the wait. Probably not. But I mean, I'm, I'm having a good time <laughs> so far, right? <laughs> yeah. Plenty of awkward pauses. We're going to have, it's going to be great. Um, so yeah. you guys just released a new song. I don't even know actually which one. I was going to play. I should have asked you before we came on, uh, but we're going to play one of them, yeah. either Home for Summer or uh, No, No, No. I'm not sure yet. Um, maybe yeah. I'll let you decide when we get to it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I don't have to. That'd be great. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once again, the pressure. Yeah, I'm gonna, Yeah, it's all on you. It's all on you. I'm nervous yeah. enough. This is all on you. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously the world is in a, a really weird place at the moment. So how are you guys dealing with the shutdown, lockdown, quarantine, whatever you want to call it. How are you guys, uh, how are you guys holding up? Yeah. Yeah. It, it's such a strange time. Um, Alex and I, Alex, our singer, we actually live together. So, um, yeah, we've been held up in Columbus, Ohio, uh, for uh, what is it now? Eight weeks. 
something like that so far since the lockdown happened um but yeah we're good uh trying to stay busy uh trying to obviously continue to spread art around to hopefully you know keep people sane so yeah we're good can't complain there's people out there that you know have it a lot worse than we do so we're just thankful to be you know safe and healthy and whatnot and when we can get back to it, we'll all be out at the show, no matter who it is. Everybody's just going to be finally, you know, maybe somebody will discover you and uh, for the first time because you'll be like, oh, a show's in town and this is the first thing I get to go to in months. That Dude, could be good. Yes. Right? <laughs> yes. I'm like, I'm dying to play a show because we haven't, we haven't played a show since 2018. We kind of took like last year off and I may be getting ahead of myself. Um, so we were so pumped with like, putting out this new music and getting ready to tour on it. And it's like, all oh, that came like crashing down. So <laughs> yeah, it's been, uh, that's been a common theme, right? Everybody's kind of still releasing new stuff and like, Oh, I can't <laughs> wait for you guys to, you know, hear this live. And it's like, ah, we can't. Yeah. We can't it do might the be thing. a while. <laughs> <laughs> just pretend you just heard it when we do play it live. Well, I think by then, like people will know all the words and be able to sing along with you. Right. That's very true. They've had plenty of time to, you know, learn the words, hopefully. Plenty of <laughs> thousands of streams on Spotify, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so it's it's just kind of insane. Everything is just a whole mess, but you're still out here making stuff. So how has this kind of wacky time um, affected the way you guys write and rehearse things and sent bounce ideas off each other? How has being spread apart um hampered that or made that more interesting yeah 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 so i kind of like back it up um you know obviously when you're about to put out new music new content it's you know weeks if not months in the making so we've actually we had the first single home for the summer plan since you know late last year we had a um, march deadline and it's just such a crazy thing how all this came like at one time uh hold on alex is coming through sorry dude i just kind of ruined the podcast (laughs) no come on (laughs) you can't ruin a podcast that's right alex is walking through the door with dinner uh while i work here dude we're doing the podcast right now (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so like I was saying, um, yeah, we had this single release. It's the first thing we've released since um, basically the end of 2017. We've had this plan for months. And then all of a sudden, all this stuff started happening. You know, first you start hearing coronavirus overseas. Then like it's in New York. Then it's like, okay, we're shutting everything down. And it's like, oh, shoot, like should we continue to put out music? Like we don't want to seem not like sensitive to the subject. We don't want to act like nothing's going on. Um, And it was literally the week of everything shutting down is when the single was supposed to come out and which it ultimately did. Uh, But it was definitely like a topic of conversation. Like, do we push this back? Do we even put it out? Ultimately we decided to put it out, you know, like it's, you know, definitely scary, dark times. And, anything to kind of uh, take people's minds off of what's going on, you know, let them escape for, you know, at least four minutes uh, we thought was, would be helpful. You know, we've always turned to music as, you know, an escape. And so we just kind of wanted to keep things going. Um, And luckily like the COVID stuff didn't um, really affect the release. It was just kind of ironic that the song is called, home for the summer we all we did not plan that based on this shutdown this was months in the making it's just like super ironic i think you're behind maybe you're behind it i think that's what it is yeah we are behind it (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely um no disclaimer we do not want to take credit for what's going on (laughs) in the world right now um but yeah so we we've ultimately been recording mixing um creating content while being shut down luckily you know it's the age of the internet so um you know we do have the luxury of you know everybody has 
GarageBand. Everybody has Logic on their computers. You can still write. You can still record. Uh, you can utilize you know services like Dropbox and email to send files back and forth. We actually that's normally how we would send our uh, songs out to be mixed and then mastered just over the internet. Um, so in terms of like creating music, I don't think much has really changed. Uh, every release release that we've put out, we've always recorded ourselves. So that's made things nice. We don't necessarily have to hop into a studio. We can just hop into our home studio. Um, creating content has been a little more difficult just because, you know, you think of like a band promo, uh, you can't just be like six feet apart with masks on or, you know, creating a video. It's just that stuff has been a little more difficult. So we've kind of had to think outside the box a little bit. Uh, but yeah, we're making it work. Oh, that's awesome. I love how it just happened to come out right at the time when everybody know like summer's coming great and nobody can go anywhere. Yeah. So you're really rubbing it yeah, in. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's not... Come on, man. I know. I know. <laughs> it's def- the title definitely takes on a different meaning because, you know, pre-COVID, pre-coronavirus, it was kind of like the term home for the summer. It's, you know, basically, you know, people graduating or, you know, they're done with school. They're going back to their hometown, like living it up, et cetera. But now it's like literally you're going to be home for the summer. That's so, right. It's super ironic, <laughs> man. But, um, you know, just it is what it is, I guess. Alanis Morissette will be proud of you. Really, that's what it is. That's yeah. what you can take away from yeah. this, I think. Exactly. <laughs> I hope she writes that, you know, does a re- revise and throws that in there. Oh, that'd be nice of her. Tell you what, I'll reach out to her. She's got people out there somewhere. I'll, I'll let her know. <laughs> yeah, it might be good exposure for us. We'll have to see. It depends how she takes it. So, fingers crossed. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So I know that, uh, you know, we can't play live right now, but I always like to ask musicians this question because everybody does all the same stuff, you know, not the same stuff, but they all do stuff in the studio, creating the music, then they could play it out for the fans. Is there one of those, do you prefer playing in studio or playing live one to the other, or is it a mix of both? Or how do you, I don't know, if, you, if it's like picking a favorite kid, I guess. How do you feel about either one of those? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um I would say it just depends. I think after you've spent so much time like in the studio working with stuff, you're like dying to like go out there and play this stuff live. Uh, but then after you start playing live for a while, you know, you're touring on stuff for a year or so, um, you're like dying to get back into the studio. So yeah, I, I think it is equally, we enjoy both. It just depends on, you know, are we fresh out of the studio or have we like been touring for a while? So that's all. I don't think I've ever gotten an answer like that before. So there you go. So that's good. The timing makes a difference in which kid you love more. That's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, <like> absolutely. <laughs> so uh, as I mentioned, you, know, I'm a musician myself, and I, you know, amateur at best. But uh, I'm always interested in how songs come together. So how do you guys, when you do, you come with like a guitar riff, or somebody comes with a bass riff, or you know, you got this drum fill that you want to check out. Does somebody come with lyrics or a melody and just say, hey, here's what I want to work on? Or is it more of a collaborative effort? How do your songs usually come together? I would say probably 80, 85% of the time, it starts with a basic like guitar riff, a chord progression. And then we kind of get into our computer to start messing around with logic and then kind of create an instrumental demo, whether it's you know, just an intro, just a chorus, just a verse. Uh, we have some type of instrumental product that we sent to Alex, and then he starts putting uh, melodies and lyrics over top of it. Usually, um, he has the me- or the lyrics as soon as he has the melody. He doesn't really send anything back, just like humming or you know, saying nanas or whatever. Um, then we don't necessarily like finish the song right then. It's kind of like, oh, that's a cool idea. Uh, we'll put that in our basket of um, ideas. And then when we start to go prepare a release, a record, EP or whatever, we kind of like look at that basket of um, ideas and kind of like, okay, that one's good. That one's not good. We're going to finish the one that's good and get it ready and make it a song. So once we have the basic idea, it's usually like an intro verse chorus. We start to finish the song structurally and then kind of produce it after that. I listen back to our demos and man, like usually when we come up with an idea, we're like pretty pumped on it, 
But like after the fact, when everything's been mixed and mastered, we go back and listen to the demos. We're like, man, how were we ever pumped about this? This sounds like complete <laughs> garbage. Um, but it, it's kind of cool to like see that, you know, we were so... I guess what I'm trying to say is like, it's kind of reassuring when we hear the final product. We're so sick of like working on the song by that point where it's like, man, is this even good? But it's like, we kind of like go back to that feeling of listening to that really like crummy demo and being like so stoked on it and like putting it on repeat. We're like, yeah, um, it, it's still a good song. So it, we think it's a good song. You know, obviously it's subjective to the audience. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of our process. Um, usually just starts with me with like an instrumental idea, send it to Alex. And then um, if it's good, we like it, we work on it. And then um, many, many sessions later, it's finished. So yeah, that's kind of our process. I, I would say there have been a few I, a few times where Alex has come up with a pretty solid melody and we've written music around it. But I find that kind of hard to do. So more power to anybody that does it that way. Um, I think just our natural machine, the way that we're the most productive is starting with an instrumental and then adding uh, lyrics over top of it. I can't tell you how many like crappy unfinished demos that I have just like on my phone or whatever. And I'm just like, man, I should turn this into a real thing. And I know that if I ever get to the point where I do that, I'll be like, man, how did I... Why did I ever not like this? This is gonna be great. But for now, yeah. I'm in I'm in that stage of like, wow, this sucks. I'm tired of listening to this. This is just yeah. why why do I even bother? <laughs> Absolutely. I yeah, I can totally totally relate with that. Um yeah, yeah, it's crazy. That's the thing about like songwriting is such a fascinating thing to that we that people can do. It's just like, hey, I started yeah. with nothing and then I come in with like a barrel, barrel, like a riff yeah. or something, and then that turns into a thing that people listen to, you know, 60,000 times. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it's so weird to like, listen to like a finished product and be like, man, where did this even come from? You know, like <laughs> it blows my mind. Like I listen to, you know, like the stuff that we put out, it's like, man, how did we even do this to like start from literally nothing to what people are listening to? It's kind of like a little insane. And, it's the whole process is such a whirlwind you're like man how did this even happen so but it's nice to come out on the other side of because i'm sure there's a lot of frustration and like oh my god we're never going to finish this and then when you come out of it you're like holy crap this is actually really good and i'm i'm happy with this yeah yeah actually the song that we're about to the next single we're about to put out we've been working on it for a long time and uh it's gone through different versions um, and we finally finished it and it sounded like we want the way we wanted it to sound. And like, seriously, when we got the master back, it was like, man, we finally finished this song. Like (laughs) it's a song that like we knew like had a lot of potential, but we just couldn't figure it out. And it finally like clicked and it's like such a good feeling once that happens. Uh, it's like, you know, you can finally start rolling and get it done. So, yeah, I totally understand what you're saying. Oh, man, that is fantastic. So there's another one coming out after this, not not one of the ones that we're going to play. Right, absolutely. A little, uh, I guess, teaser that there is more music coming. So so is this leading to a full album, or are you just going to go the releasing singles route? What's going on here? What goes on here? Explain yourself. Explain ourselves. <laughs> yeah, so... I don't know. I th- we are a band that like loves putting out records. I we it's kind of hard to I I think with our band we have a bunch of different sounds going on and or like different vibes. Uh, I feel like all of our songs don't necessarily sound the same. If you listen to like both of the previous records, it's kind of like it feels like an album, but every song doesn't sound the same. So when we put out like singles, it's like, if people hear this one, they're going to think something, you know, like the album's going to sound like this. And then we put out another song, this album's going to sound like that. Uh, I feel like in our world, it's kind of hard to put out singles. But at this point in time, we are finishing up a record and these songs that we have released already will be on that record. So yeah, um, we are hoping to have it out definitely by this year. So, but you know, we, 
we want it to be right. So, so anytime between now and uh, 2025, is that right? Yeah, absolutely. Just to <laughs> give people uh, a date in mind. Just pick a date over the next five years. You'll you'll probably land on it. It'll be out eventually. Uh, so speaking yeah. of songs on the album, we're going to play one. Um, you know what? Uh, so which one would you like me to play? Home for summer, home for the summer, or uh, or no, no, no? What are you thinking? Uh, let's go ahead and just play home for the summer. Oh, great. Okay, so now I get to lay out, and I mean, we talked about your songwriting and stuff already, but how specifically did this song really come together? How did did you come in with a with a guitar riff or something else, and and just roll in with it? Did Alex come in with a melody? How did uh how did this one come to be? How many versions did you go through? How sick of you? How sick of it were you by the time you got it? <laughs> yeah, so this one, uh, we probably wrote earlier this year. I was just like messing around with like, an acoustic guitar, and I came up with kind of the riff that the synth does throughout the song. I was like, man, that's pretty cool. So I like got into, or got into Logic and kind of transposed the guitar riff that I was playing into a synth, kind of made the basic structure the intro first verse and then into the chorus and then i kind of showed the guys i'm like man i feel like this riff is super catchy and this song so far has like a really cool vibe like i think this could be like a really good song um so actually i sent it to alex and i think i like went i think i went out to eat with some friends or something and while he like worked on uh the lyrics and the melodies and then he like sent it back. I was like, man, this is like super catchy, like super perfect. Like we need to finish this now. So like the song overall, it just came together like super quick. I felt like it was, you know, it was very 2020 AST sounding. Um, it just felt good that we, you know, because I, I feel like as like songwriters, creators, you get like in a, you obviously get in a writing block. Uh, and I feel like this song kind of like got us out of that. Like, oh yeah, we can we can actually write another song, and it can actually be semi good. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how that one came about. It came about really really fast. And I think we were intentional with it being like really quick because, uh, like we talked about earlier, like we kind of have the tendency to like sit on ideas, like beat them to death, and then they're not fun anymore, and we don't want to work on it. So this one, we're like, man, we're pumped on it. We just need to get this one done, and. I feel like within like two weeks, it was like being sent out to be mixed. Um, yeah, this one came out super naturally. And yeah, we're still excited about the track, even though it's, you know, a couple months old now. And, you know, you started coronavirus to, uh, to hype yeah. it. So that's, I mean, that's just yeah. really what a mess you've made. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, all for the love of music, I guess. <laughs> you've canceled all the concerts for the love of music good for you <laughs> yeah absolutely hope you enjoy oh man that, I, there's no better way to go to go to the song than that i don't think this i have one more question for you it's going to be uh, a little bit later um but yeah. for now this was awesome this was utterly horrifying but i had a good time thank you for joining me yeah absolutely after weeks of uh leaving me hanging thank you <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's good to actually talk to another human being <laughs> yeah if i wasn't married i would not be talking to anybody right now so that's uh this yeah. is good <laughs> yeah no this was fun well i appreciate that and friends here is the oh, i was gonna say the latest but you snuck a new one on me um screw it the latest the, it's the fun one from a story told home for the summer here inside the melting pat on the next level network Strings ripping out 
And there you have it. My thanks to a story told for the song and for hanging out and chatting. Uh, fun stuff there all the way around. And if it didn't happen, well, then that's a huge bummer. And then uh, either way, the show's just about over. So my friends, thank you very much for listening. Thanks for hanging out. This has been all kinds of fun. Of course, um, you know, Pat, this was kind of a late episode. Yeah, I know. I know. But again, recorded on my lunch break, and I got to get back to work. So I feel like I still crammed enough in, right? Enough yelling and complaining and dumb stuff, right? You're good, aren't you? And if you want to hear me complain about something or yell or just uh, ramble about something for several minutes, you let me know everywhere at The Melting Pat, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and .com. There we go. You can keep up with all of us at the network at thenextlevelnetwork.com. All of our wonderful shows, The Spotlight, uh, TFT Nerdcast, What Lurks Behind Podcast Zero, Lost, We Have to Go Back, Panels, The Pixels, you know the drill. They're all up there. Uh, follow them on the places and subscribe to all of those on uh, your favorite podcast thing so you never miss what is going on also on Facebook at the Next Level Network. There you go. That's uh, that's the stuff, man. This has been an 8 Boiling production. So until next time, my friends, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. G-Love and Special Sauce was cold beverage. They're going to play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them. That's my friends is our show. Thank you so much. You've been inside the Melting Pat on the Next Level Network. Go crap open a cold one. Yo. Could I get a cold beverage? I need some leverage. A sweaty ass as a lemonade would be nice. Of a spice from the top to a VK. Got a bar crop of drinks, but girls got the bait on the front board. See, I got some ice tea. If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me. Summertime is steaming, don't give me no bugs. Glass some ice and a dash of a mess. It's not teeny time. Yeah, yeah, feeling old. And bring your own beverage. It's me, so it's cold. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. From the fat and real good sounding Chocolate egg cream, you're on ten cherry crowns And for a chill bar, marshals in my ride Wobbles to the right, they got beverages Inside of me, a high coffee, then fill it up with ice Water matters like it's right, please fix me a large slice Summertime is cool, the heat is getting old Yeah, I have a beverage, sweet, so it's cold Cold, 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 cold He's something from the bar Yeah, I like cold beverage, yeah I like cold beverage, yeah I'm feeling kind of hard. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Go, girl, work the cold one. Go, girl, work the cold one. What? Go, girl, work the cold one. Go, girl, work the cold one. Yo, where I'm fishing? Keep one thing clear, the bait's over there, the brew's right here. Two six-packs in a big bag of ice, didn't even get to bite, but the brew tastes nice, back to the bar. So every jack of reason, a colada, need a whole lot of them food drinks, they got me a bunch. I must tell you, I'm the Kool-Aid kid. When you serve my drink, please stick it in the fridge, cause I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. Uh-huh, I'm kinda thirsty. I like all right, so you're not off the hook yet. I have one more question, <laughs> and I ask this of all of my guests, and I do judge yeah. you based on your answer. Oh, gosh. So I need you to think carefully. Think about it. Yeah. Don't just blurt the first thing out. Is a hot dog a sandwich? I'm going to go on the record and say I hate hot dogs. Fair. <laughs> That's I fair. I hate hot dogs, but I'm going to say it is. See, this is why I wait till the end of the show to ask the question because because you're so disappointed. Man, that's that's the wrong answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it's. Not. I just don't. I, I I guess I just don't have much experience with the hot dog. So <laughs> so why do you? Why would you say like why was that your? Uh, why is that your answer? That was my answer because it is a piece of meat in between bread. 
I guess. It's not two pieces of bread. It's almost two pieces of bread. It's one piece of bread. That's right. So you still consider that the the hinge of the bread doesn't uh, doesn't make it its own thing for you? No, I'm sticking with my answer. Okay, you know I admire your conviction. I mean you're wrong, but yeah. you know I I admire yeah. your conviction. You know you thought it out, you talked it out, and you know we can't all win, right? Right. What's <laughs> what's your success rate on the show? Uh, most people agree with me that it's no. Most some yeah. people you'd be surprised. They're very adamant about this. I mean I am. Yeah. So, yeah. I've done this thing where I tweet at the president. Um, almost every day, asking yeah. him this question. He's not answered yet, but it's really. I was going to ask what, what was his answer. He hasn't answered yet, which is really weird because he tweets all the yeah. time. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure he has an opinion on it. That's what I'm saying. I figured this would be right up his alley. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he shovels those things down in the in the residence. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I guess I'm just not passionate about my uh, my uh, sandwiches. All right, well that's okay. You know, you're a you're a heck of a songwriter and a heck of a musician, so I'll uh, I'll grant you points for that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but this was awesome, man. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, yeah, for sure.